0: Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are back. It is February.
0: February 9th.
1: A day in February. Yes. And today we're talking about sellers. Guys, if you're not working with sellers, you need to be working with sellers. Last week, we talked about working with buyers in the spring market. And today it's sellers.
0: Who are we? Why are you talking about what we're going to talk about today?
1: Well, you know, I'm just trying to keep everybody involved, keep everyone engaged.
0: You just lost them by telling them what we were really going to talk about.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, if you want, you go ahead, banter. I
0: think half the people just show up to listen to the crazy shit that happens in our life.
1: Um, okay, so we just got back uh, from doing an ultrasound, and our baby uh, had its back like reared back. Like, yeah. Like what was like like what what would that be?
0: Yeah, he like had his back arched and his head back. And I was like, well, no wonder this feels so uncomfortable. He was doing like a a
1: straight back bend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you are new to the show, I am 36 weeks pregnant.
1: That's right. Uh, We also have a a white dog that now has lipstick all over the (laughs) side of it. Thank you, Liam.
0: We don't know how it happened, to be fair, because it was so funny. She was laying on the carpet and I thought she had blood on her, but I was like, this is really pink. And... I'm, I'm like, Liam, come in here. Did you do this? And he looks at her and goes, nope, and runs away.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else it would have happened. Okay. I think
0: she might have stepped in it. I think he got into my makeup last night. And I think some of the pink was on the like blanket in there and she lays on that blanket. And so she stepped in it. Well, and I fe- then I feel like she,
1: that's something we need to investigate.
0: I, I told you we need to go wash the blankets this morning.
1: Y- you haven't done that.
0: That's because I've been a little preoccupied getting my belly looked at. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we just are on baby watch waiting for this kid to come out of me.
1: It's kind of like watching the giraffe cam. We should have that, like a live cam on your belly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be really entertaining.
1: Hey, you never know. Uh, I think our... Only fans, let's go.
0: <laughs> no. Um, I think we would be hilarious, like a big brother family. Like the things that happen, the problem is they would have to do so much editing to edit out our child's genitals (laughs) that I don't think that we would ever pass.
1: I mean, maybe we could just like train him to wear like a a nude colored thong so people understand that he's running around naked. Mm -mm. Like they they get it. This
0: is getting weird. Maybe we shouldn't banter anymore.
1: I don't know. Exactly. Police are going to show up now. I know. Weird. All right. Moving on. Guys, uh, working with sellers in the spring market. Really? Left turn right there. Mm-hmm. Babe, go ahead.
0: Child on a thong. Working with sellers in the spring market.
1: It's about the same. It's
0: what you guys show up for each week. Yep.
1: So let's start off by saying thank you interest rates. We talked uh,
0: about it last week.
1: And We're going to talk you about it to again. Talk
0: about it on both sides. What is happening to my
1: voice? Okay, yeah. Don't know what happened to her. But <laughs> interest rates, um, guys, they're slowing down. In some cases, they're coming down a little bit, which means buyers who got burned last year are coming back on the market. So that's awesome.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the interest rates priced a lot of people out of the market. They they just couldn't compete. Bingo. So they're back.
1: So they're back. So it's bringing more buyers out and we're talking about sellers. So it's important to sellers because it's bringing back some of the competition, I mean, things just went super dry there for a hot second. Buyers were like, nope, peace yeah, and out.
0: So it's interesting because I've been seeing people at different agents in our local market saying like, oh, I'm... We won out in a multiple offer situation and we still got closing costs and we still got a due diligence period. So, like, we're not in by any stretch of the imagination the 2020, 2021.
1: No, crazy, no, no, no. Crazy, no.
0: everybody waving appraisals, no due diligence, no inspection. Like, that is not where we're at. It's just not. I mean, if your market's like that, maybe look at your numbers and you'll sure, know that yeah. it is. But I haven't heard of many markets being like that. I think.
1: No, I, I mean, we're the, not there. No. The
0: influx of investors at that time period is what caused that because investors aren't going to give a shit about an inspection appraisal. So well, that's why.
1: No, I mean, they're going to tear a bunch out anyway and redo it. So well, who cares? And I
0: saw an Instagram post yesterday. I didn't really go into it, but it was from the AJC about how an astronomical number of homes in our greater Atlanta area have been bought by investors. And it's just taking out first-time home buyers completely. Oh, sure, yeah. And it's really unfortunate. We have had a lot of clients in the past say, like, I'm not going to sell to an investor. And we're really thankful for those type of clients. Yeah, that like, did happen. Yeah, it's... it happened a couple times last year when it was like the really bad mm-hmm. part. They're like, no, we're not selling to an investor.
1: And they have the right to choose that, right?
0: I mean, yeah, it's not like they're discriminating
1: Based on race or gender or anything Money. like that, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they were clear to do that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I also wanted to bring up that that increased competition that we're seeing is not necessarily in all houses. Um, we have yeah. we have a client right now who really liked one house, so we put in a low offer because we knew there weren't any offers on the table, mm-hmm. and they did not accept it. And now they've called me back three times saying, can we talk about this house, please? Because it's just a unique house and no one's going to buy it. So we were their chance and they were not prepared. The scripting that we're going to talk to you guys about was not there. This seller thought, I'm going to get multiple offers. I'm going to get over asking. This Mm -hmm. is going to be great. Well, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing that we're going to talk about today is like really talking to your sellers and preparing them for Mm -hmm. the market that we're in and what's going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So scripting with sellers, obviously there's a lot that goes into the listing presentation, right? And if you guys don't have a listing presentation, you need to get one. It is, I mean, it is your interview, right? Right. It's so you don't walk in blind. You know what you're going to say to them. You know what to look for. You know what questions to ask. Um, And you're able to show your value to the seller, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a listing presentation, if you go in and you don't have some kind of a listing presentation, I would say like 60% of agents have one. Is that a good number? I don't think everybody does it. But if you just have a listing presentation, you're going to be far ahead of someone who walks in with nothing but hey here's some comps let me look at your house like yeah you have got to go in as a professional because here's the thing guys you are probably going to be going up against multiple agents oh for, absolutely for listings right now you and have
1: to assume you're doing that
0: there there are less people buying and selling right now the numbers prove that
1: sure and you know so there's the listing packet there's also a pre-listing packet right and i have gotten the job just because i gave a pre-listing packet I drove yeah. by and dropped it in the mailbox the, the morning of our interview. And they're like, yeah, well, we, we were really impressed. So we want to give it to you like before we even started. Was yeah. Like, cool. All right.
0: Yeah. So I think it's really important up front. We kind of touched on this just a second ago that you've got to set the expectation with your seller clients up front of like, this is exactly yep. what we can expect. I mean, I I have a listing that we've been on the market two two weeks I warned my clients ahead of time. I think that this is a bit high. If we don't have an offer in two weeks, we've got to do a price reduction.
1: And I, you know, I think you gave it everything you had. You had, you had a bunch of showings.
0: Yeah. And that's what, I mean, the market's telling us, Hey, yep. your, your house is getting showings, but you're not getting offers, which means you're overpriced. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the hard thing is because if you're not getting offers, then you're, you're, you are probably significantly overpriced because yeah. in this market, someone's going to think, okay, well, I might be able to just submit a little bit of a lowball offer and see. But the other, the other, the flip side of it is that someone who's not going to bother offering the full asking price, they can't even afford that. They're not going to bother go see the house most likely.
1: Right. Uh, I think that a $5,000 reduction in price is not the right thing to do in that situation. No. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're probably looking at a good 10 K reduction. I would, I go. would like to do more, but they just don't have that wiggle room.
1: Sure. And Jessica, one of our agents just did a 30. Yeah. She just got a 30. That needed that. I mean, price reduction.
0: they haven't had any showings. I mean, there, there is this triangle. I wish I had it. I think it's a triangle graph of like, okay, if you are listed and you have had showings and no offers, then you're this much percent price too high. Ooh, yeah. Let's get that. I need to find it. I've had it in the past and then I keep losing it. I need to, excuse me. I'm just all sorts of messed <laughs> up right now because of this baby. Um, I need to go find that because it is it is really good. It's a good way to talk to your sellers and say, look, we've done all the marketing that we do for all of our li- other listings that sell pretty fast.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It's not for lack of marketing. It's not for lack of showings. It's just like the price at this point.
1: And setting up that expectation early and having the price reduction conversation at the very beginning.
0: Bef- yeah. At the listing.
1: I mean, that's just a wise thing to do. When you decide on a do. price,
0: you need to, no matter if you think this house is priced 50000 low, which you probably should never put like list something fifty thousand low hey. but even if you think that set the tone and set the expectation right up front and say hey mr and mrs seller if we are two weeks on the market and we've had maybe some showings maybe no showings depending on what the market's doing we are going to have to do a price reduction if we yep. don't have an offer because that first month that we are on market is the most valuable time that we have on market Think about it if you're looking at homes. When you see that a home has been sitting for 45 days, what do you automatically assume? What's wrong with it?
1: Cat pee. There's cat pee. That's what it is. It
0: must smell. It must this, that, and the other. And so you've got to make sure and have that conversation. Put them in the eyes of a buyer all the time. Continually Mm -hmm. put them back and assume you are the buyer of this house kind of a thing. And so they're ready for it when you have that conversation of like, hey, we need to reposition your house on the market.
1: Everyone wants to be the nice guy and wants to come out looking like the savior. You want to be the nice guy. I do. Maybe that's just me. Um, But this is a very important time in the market for you to be very upfront and very honest with your people. Say, listen, I'm not going to go blow any smoke up your ass. All right. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen because me showering you with praise right now and saying things that aren't true is not going to help you when it comes to selling this house. yeah, Me telling you exactly what I see and exactly what we need to do about it, that's what you need. All right, You don't want to go to a doctor and then be afraid to tell you the truth and just pat you on the back. You want to know what's wrong. That's what I'm here to do.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Um, so lastly, and I, I, this well, a few is,
0: more things with this one, well, I think. yeah,
1: Right. So something I wanted us to talk about, we haven't talked about it, but it's been on my mind is should we start talking to sellers about a pre-listing inspection?
0: I think it's a case by case thing. I mean, some sellers have the money to invest in a five hundred dollars inspection, right? Some don't. and and if they do have the money to invest in a five hundred dollars inspection, do they have the money to make the repairs right now?
1: I mean, that is five hundred dollars out of their pocket.
0: I mean, I I, I I lean towards no personally.
1: I mean, the downside is if they know something about the house, they, they have, have to, to disclose list it, it right? if they
0: can't fix it.
1: Right, um, but the other thing is, it's gonna come out anyway. They're gonna find out about it.
0: But what if a buyer? What if they can't? I mean, they truly don't have the money to fix it. Then they can put, you know, then they can do concessions for it.
1: That's true. That's when a true. buyer
0: figures it out.
1: And and I again, I don't know if this is a good idea. I wonder. I know okay. people
0: do it. I know right. people do pre-listing inspections. It's a thing.
1: I'm just wondering. Like, okay, should we say yes? By the way. If you submit an offer, we have a an inspection we're willing to, to let you see and I'll, we'll show you what we did about the problems that we saw, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think people are going to ask for it beforehand. <laughs> if well, you have an inspection, then give it to me. Well, I mean,
1: pay for it. I yeah. say put your money where your mouth is and make an offer.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that.
1: Well, whatever.
0: People are just going to think you're being a dick. I am point. a dick. No, you're not, actually. I
1: I want to be a dick. There's someone I want to be a dick (laughs) to today. Wait, go back. There's something
0: else we were... Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's something that you can do. When I walk houses with my sellers, I am brutally honest. I tell them everything they need to do to fix this house to get it ready to list.
1: And again, all you're doing is setting yourself up as the honest person. Because when someone comes through and makes a critique about that, you can say, we talked about that. Okay.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I tell them everything that a buyer is going to point out. Can we mm-hmm. get this fixed before then? And you know, you, you're you looking for things that are naked eye, like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're, okay. Is
0: there a water stain that just needs to be painted over? Is there a board on the deck that needs to be replaced? Like things like that, that, okay, a buyer might be turned off initially because they can see it. Whereas like an inspection thing is going to be, you know after they're under contract and y'all can negotiate afterwards sure. make the person fall in love with the house and then they can you know look at all the
1: i mean well cobwebs. yeah webs and I, you know i've even had experience with this i had a client once ask me hey should i replace that deck board i'm like listen if it comes up in the inspection then we'll address it
0: see i sometimes have okay well to be fair like if we had to list our house today we would have to put some deck boards down because there are holes in our deck.
1: Oh, yeah. No, if you step wrong, you'll go <laughs> There's down. There's a difference in that down. than like,
0: oh, the deck's got wood rot. Every deck has wood rot. Decks are horrible. I don't know why we do them. <laughs>
1: well, well, here's what happened. I ended up looking like an idiot because it came up on the inspection and the buyer was like, these are going to have to be fixed. And I was like, "Oh, they wanted like the whole deck done. And I'm like, no, we'll replace those boards. All right. We should have just done it to start with. That was my fault.
0: Yeah. I think things like that, anything that's like, if your client's even somewhat remotely handy, like have them do these things, mm-hmm. like yep. that way you don't have to pay for a licensed contractor after the fact oh, to do it. Geez. So that okay, that would be a that would be a plus side to doing the pre-listing inspection. To be fair, right? I'll give I'll give, I'll give that side of the pro cons of doing the pre-listing inspection because the pro is that you can have whoever the hell you want doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely the buyer is not going to ask if you do give them that inspection. They're not going to ask. Oh well, who did all the work? Like. It's been done.
1: Yeah. No, it's fixed. If you want it fixed by someone else, pay for it. Knock yourself out. Yeah. But it's been fixed.
0: So yeah, I guess in that aspect, if you're handy and it's something that's like paint, spackle, I don't know, doorknobs, replace, you know, things like that, that that are easy, easy fixes, I think is worth it.
1: Bingo. So secondly, you've, you did your pre-listing or you did your listing presentation, you got the appointment, you got, you got the listing, host an open house. Yeah. Okay. Don't be lazy. Mm -hmm. There are agents out there. They're like, no, I don't ever do an open house. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. What are you so busy doing? And you don't even have to host it yourself. If you are above that, fine, whatever. Have someone else host it, bring people into the house. You're getting paid to sell this house. Why would you not do that?
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, of course, your seller has to agree to it and be fine with doing an open house. Most of the time they are. I would say we get like one in 20 that don't want an open house. We have one listing right now that don't want an open house. It's totally cool. But if you can do it, I think it's worth it. Not only because you get buyer clients. I actually heard, we're hoping to have a a friend of ours on, um, hopefully next week or the week after. And he just posted something about how when he first started in real estate, hopefully we can ask him about this. He would host the open house, any buyers that would come through, he would find out what is their criteria they're looking for. He would, the next week circle prospect for all of those buyers mm. and he would just pick up, tra- he would have transaction after transaction from that. It was really, really interesting. He just posted a little reel about it. So we're hoping we can get him. Yeah. On. Well, uh, I, but well, I- I mean that I think is is key you, you can pick up a buyer from it and potentially even for that house
1: I would pick up a buyer every time I did one when I first got started yeah like I was always picking up buyers yeah um and I, I feel bad for our agents lately
0: it's a little harder it's
1: been much tougher everyone's but been not, represented I
0: mean la- two weeks ago Jessica did one for me yep and she picked up a buyer, a legit buyer, mm-hmm. that it was from a directional sign. And that's one of our points. Do put up directional signs. Absolutely. These people just saw the signs, turned in. This was way not in their price point.
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't
0: matter. They're still there and they don't have an agent because anybody who just turns into an open house sign probably does not have an agent.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and just just be that agent. Just make yourself available. And again, on the directional signs, I feel like that's just a laziness thing. Some people are like, no, nah, I'm not going to go do it. It's a lot of hassle. I, what do you get paid to do? I don't understand. Yeah.
0: If you're, I mean, your clients are paying you. Yep. And I think, I mean, I think it does show that you're, you know, you're, you're doing your job. You're, you're doing everything you can. And I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the thing that when you have to have this price reduction call conversation in two weeks of being on, they know you've done everything possible to get this house sold. And yeah. at this point it's the price.
1: I had a conversation with a seller. You just said condom. Did I? Condom? A condemnation? Condensation.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I had a conversation with a seller yesterday, um, of one of my listings. And he was like, Hey, he sent me an email. I said, Hey, can you give me a call? And I'm like, Oh, that's never good. He's gonna That's that's Fire me. right. That doesn't sound good at all. So I did, I gave him a call and he's like, Man, I just want you to know I know you're doing everything you can. Like you are. I know it. And I'm like, I really appreciate you saying that. Like I didn't prompt him in any way. He just came out and said it, you know, things it's price. And I mean, it's a lot of things. It's a big land listing. It's There's there's a lot going on there, but, um, but yeah, I felt good knowing that he knew I was doing everything possible. Um, And again, it is easier to have price reduction conversations when there is no question of, well, are you as the agent doing everything you
0: can? Yeah.
1: Um, And also, something you need to be doing is door knocking. Door knock prior to your open house is also something that's a lot of work, but I feel like it gets your name out there. Uh, more people see your face and it's showing that you are doing everything possible. You are putting forth your effort.
0: Yeah, I mean, y- you have to think, okay, people, we we as agents have this assumption in our head that like people don't want to be bothered, which is true, okay? it's a It's a, it's a right assumption. I don't want to be bothered. It is what it is. Do you want to know how many times someone has door knocked on my door for any type of business in probably the last year?
1: I can think of one time.
0: I I can't even think of one. Moxie. That was two years ago. And guess what? We hired they, them.
1: Yeah, they got our business.
0: <laughs> so I mean, if you are not door knocking and you live in an area that you can door knock in, pretty much everyone should be living in an area that you can door knock mm-hmm. in unless you're like in... I was about to say bumfuck Oklahoma, but probably shouldn't say that.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I door knocked a neighborhood once where everyone had like acre and a half, two acre lots. All right. So I did not walk from door to door. I did 50 that day. How? I just hopped in my little, little car and zoomed around from driveway to driveway. Just
0: Yeah. You can still do it in neighborhoods that
1: are yeah. spread out. You know what I thought about? I was like, I need to trailer the golf cart to these neighborhoods. and right? just like golf cart around. <laughs> how cool would that be
0: that's not a bad idea put our logo branding on it hell yeah we really do need to brand the golf cart we should done that
1: got to paint it black first
0: yeah it's carolina blue right now
1: why it's good why (laughs) um so finding the motivation
0: this is three i think this is three you didn't put numbers on
1: well no
0: for those of you who are taking notes driving in your car
1: right Um, So find the motivation for your sellers. Why are they trying to sell? Where do they have to go? When do they have to be there? This is going to be vital information as you move forward, Mm -hmm. okay? So if you have to have a price reduction conversation, just bring up that motivation. Remember, you have to sell because you have to be at a job in six weeks. Remember that? Like, we don't have time to fuck around.
0: Definitely say we don't have time to fuck around to your clients. They'll get you really far. (laughs) It was funny. Actually, we have some clients that we just closed yesterday and like we were, we, we've become good friends with them now. And so Mm -hmm. they like one day, I don't know. I like, I threw the F bomb and I was like, oh, sorry, I forgot you guys are clients. I probably shouldn't say that. And they're like, no, it's totally fine. (laughs) I was like, probably shouldn't say the F bomb to clients.
1: I mean, no, yesterday's closing was amazing guys. So I bought them a bottle of wine. And so I show up with my bottle of wine. They showed up with two bottles of wine for,
0: for me. Two <laughs> like, been a really rough transaction. <laughs> no. they, oh,
1: and yeah. I and I got a bottle of wine from the lender. I know. I just came. I just racked. I know up he came yesterday. home, and I'm like,
0: well, I guess I'll be drinking this in five weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, I think kind of going into to that a little bit. You really need to talk to your seller about okay. Here's the deal. You can have one of two things. You can move in the time frame that you want or you can have the price that you want, which is more important to you.
1: If you get both, you hit the jackpot. But Way it's, to go.
0: it's not a common thing.
1: No, no certainly not anymore. And, and that's, again, scripting. Prepare your sellers that this is not 2021. That's not where we are. Mm-hmm. So if you have to make any changes if they have to make any concessions and negotiations remember you got to get your ass out of here and go to work in Oklahoma that's where you're going
0: yeah I mean and the hard part the hard part is especially one of the clients I'm working with right now like they they need a certain time frame and they need a certain price like we're close on both of those things Mm -hmm. um the price is more important than the time frame though like no matter what that's just what's going to have to win out
1: at the end of this conversation, I want to have a conversation. Don't let me forget.
0: Okay. Dun, dun,
1: dun. That means everyone needs to listen in because that's good stuff.
0: Oh, you, like on the podcast? or Yeah. Like, oh, I thought you meant off air.
1: I mean, we should have it off air, but I think it'd be more fun if we did it on the podcast. It's real well, estate related. Why
0: can't we do it right now then?
1: Well, because we we just lose our train of thought. People have things to do. Let's clear this out and we'll do it at the <laughs>
0: stick end. It, stick to the end when we're going will... to have a conversation that Lizzie has no idea what's coming. <laughs>
1: um, okay. Be fun. Checking in with your sellers. One of the guarantees that I give all of my sellers is that I'm going to check in with them once a week. That is the hardest thing I've ever done in this job, I swear to God.
0: It is so hard, especially when you have listings that are like long-term contracts, land, things like that, that it's like, okay, we're not expecting this to sell for six months.
1: And it's super, I mean, it it breaks my heart to say, oh my God, I got to call this person, but I have no news for them. Nothing has changed. What am I going to tell them? Hey, just call them to say, hey. Got that doesn't
0: matter to them.
1: It doesn't. It truly it, doesn't. The mm-mm. fact that
0: you're checking in and saying, Hey, just wanted to let you know, you know, you know as well as I do, we haven't had any showings this week. And I mean, it gives you the opportunity that every week, if you're you're coming in and you're saying, Hey, like we did this for you, like whether that's a new social media post or
1: Yes.
0: I mean, that's how Jessica got her price reduction on her property. She had the conversation with her seller saying, Hey, look, let me give you the stats of everything I've done. I even sponsored a a Facebook ad. These are the results that we got from it. The market is telling us that we are overpriced. You decide how much we're going to be reducing the price by. My recommendation would be X.
1: I agree. hundred percent. It also gives you a good opportunity to run, run a very quick search for that neighborhood. If something new came on the market or something went under contract, have that information and say, listen, we saw this happen. We saw that this has happened since we last talked. And maybe that's going to affect us, and this is how.
0: Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, like if the neighbor just priced thirty thousand under you, like, well,
1: good good luck.
0: You need to price. You need to go price down then. I mean,
1: yeah, screw them for one, but, but I know yeah.
0: you had that happen last week where someone was listing something in your neighborhood that you had a listing, and they the li- agent reached out to you and was like, "Yeah, oh, we're going to list yeah. this." And it was like a hundred thousand less than yours. You're like. Thanks.
1: <laughs> well, no, she called and she was pissed at me because she, did, client. she didn't see it in the MLS. Uh, and so she priced it 100000 less than ours was. And she's like, I underpriced it. And I'm like,
0: yeah, yep. you did. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so back to this regular communication, I, I really believe this, that that is what's going to get you referrals down the road because that's the number one complaint. My agent put a sign in the yard and I never heard from them again. Don't be that person. If you can set yourself apart, you will get referrals. And that is the lifeblood of your future business.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I was just referencing these clients that closed yesterday. You know, like we had so many issues pop up in their transaction that were like not in our control kind of thing. Most of them, everyone, some of them we, you know, we had to suck up and say, you know what, we dropped the ball on this or we're sorry about this part of it. But at the end of the day, like, we did everything in our power mm, to mm-hmm. come out and do the right thing and you know look look good and they're happy with us they're happy yeah. with how we we did it even though things come up and that's kind of the thing you want to kind of go for if you're looking to have a repeat client referral business
1: yeah and it's not always the ones that go easy guys you're going to get yeah. remembered for the ones that went sour yeah. And, and you were able to and fix it. And how did you
0: fix it? Yeah. yeah. The easy ones, people are like, oh yeah, I had some agent. But it's the ones where shit hit the fan and you figured it out. Yeah. That they're, they are probably going to remember you and refer you.
1: I hope I can hear the stories that these clients tell about this transaction down the road. Like there's going to be great stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the end of our slide deck. So okay. n- now, so we, now can... we
0: get to get into the juiciness. All
1: right. So a uh, couple, couple ideas, right? Okay. Uh, Ricky Carruth. Yes. So I saw um, an Instagram post of his recently where whenever he was having a conversation with a potential seller and the question was, how much is your commission? Do you know what his answer was?
0: Is he the one that doesn't answer the question?
1: Nope, he answered it.
0: I don't know. I don't think I know his.
1: His answer was lower than anybody else's. So he quoted them a a percent and Uh said, if someone quotes you something less, call me back. And I'll beat it.
0: Interesting.
1: It is interesting, and I mean, well, wow. I'm not all about getting shopped like that, and I don't like a race to the bottom mentality. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say a guy who does 100 transactions a year is better than me. I mean, I mean, is not better I was than like, me. Yeah,
0: no, he is. He's better, better than, than me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, by himself, 100 transactions yeah. a year. Yeah.
1: So just you know, just putting that on the table. I would love to hear feedback on that. Listeners, if you have any feedback on that, give it to us. I think, I,
0: uh, I think people are really disappointed that they stayed tuned in for that.
1: Uh, no, there's more. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I have wait, more. Wait,
0: there's more.
1: Um, so, uh, just finished my audiobook. Thank you for that credit, by the way. Amazing. I can't remember the title of the book or the author. Uh, so,
0: you have the capacity to read and finish audiobooks, is what you're saying?
1: 100%. And I want to do it more. This was great.
0: Oh so excited. I have so many books. Jesus, this child is losing his mind.
1: Okay, so uh, this guy built a giant real estate business somewhere. Uh, it's called DLP, so you guys can use that to backtrack and, um, and, and research, but what he would do is he and his team would pay for the inspection. Okay. And
0: Pre-inspection?
1: Uh, or... No. Well, if it was a buyer, they would pay for the inspection for the buyer.
0: If and, they were representing the buyer. Yeah. Okay.
1: And the appraisal. That's what it was. What the heck? Okay. So yes. Wow. You're out 900 bucks. But if you're making 15 grand, that's not bad. Yeah. And all I'm saying is if times get really tough, yeah, there are, there are creative ways to set yourself apart from people that... You, your our knee jerk reaction is hell no we're not letting go of our money, but a smart business pan smart businessman would
0: I mean that's like let, a ten percent referral fee kind of
1: yeah I mean it's it's really not that bad yeah so all that to say you know Ricky Carruth and this other guy who built these giant businesses they went creative and maybe creativity in a market that's going to be difficult is the right thing to do hmm So guys, if you were listening, that is the, uh, that is an open question on the table. I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying these are the things that I learned.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I always lean to the side of like, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) Don't take my money. Um, but I do, I mean, I think it is important that you, you are flexible and I mean, something we've toyed around with doing is like a promo you know like hey if you sign a listing agreement with us for this in this month we'll give you x like i've thought about that because uh, we have really amazing cleaners that clean our home we could say hey if you sign a listing appointment or a listing agreement with us in this month we'll give you a free clean like
1: oh i don't hate that i've at seen all. a lot
0: of agents do that that's really? not like an original idea oh well not taking credit for that <laughs> but i think it's a good idea i mean that might if someone's going to list anyways
1: yeah, they'll say, oh, now's a good time. I yeah. got a coupon.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just that was a thought. Um, mm-hmm. People do lawn care. Like, hey, we'll get lawn care to come out.
1: Okay, so there's a guy in our local market who does his thing. lawn care and is an agent.
0: Yeah. So, oh, like, that's smart. Well, <laughs> I didn't know uh, he did the lawn care. I just he knew he does.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, are you a great agent if you're spending your days running around on a lawnmower? <laughs> How busy
0: oh, are you? You're talking about the guy whose business card is one yes. side of a real estate agent, and the other side is some long care. That's what I'm I saying. I was talking about another agent that I know we didn't get a listing because the agent offered free long care for them for that uh, yeah. listing. That's who I was thinking about it. I was like, "Oh, I do not know he did the actual long care himself." Yep. But yeah, no, I remember you came home with that business card and you're like, "Look at this. Don't do that, guys." I also have a little bit of, I I hesitate to say this because I know it's a lot of you guys newbies who are part-time and doing something else, but don't be the person to like, I, I just don't, I think it's tacky personally to like put your business card on a DoorDash order. I just think that's tacky. I don't
1: even know what that means.
0: So like if someone's doing DoorDash to try and make some money while they're being a real estate agent, then they'll like put their business card on. They're like, hey, I'm also a real estate agent. Hell no. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It, I mean, would you hire someone who was like doing Uh, something like that? I don't know. I I hate saying that because I'm sure you guys are doing
1: it. So so people shit on making uh, the analogy between real estate agents and doctors and lawyers. And I get that. Yeah, there's about six years of schooling in between the two um but would you hire a lawyer that just delivered your cheeseburger
0: no fuck no no and you have to think this is the biggest financial decision someone is ever gonna make that's it if yeah i just i wouldn't do it i see i see this come up in a lot of real estate agent groups that i'm in where it's like people are saying they're doing that or
1: And, and and for me i always default to if you have two jobs you're a real estate agent.
0: First and foremost.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. When someone asks you what you do, don't say, oh, I'm a teacher, but at night I sell houses. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh, I'm a real estate agent.
0: But in the daytime I teach now. <laughs> <laughs> teacher by day, yeah.
1: real estate agent by night.
0: Ninja.
1: But, night uh, ninja. Yeah. Night ninja. That's sweet. Uh,
0: you're a night ninja.
1: I am. Liam
0: has given us all um, PJ Masks characters. PJ Masks. A PJ sometimes Masks. Johnny is Luna Girl. Sometimes he is Night Ninja. It's true. I am always Owlette.
1: Yep. All right. So question go.
0: Um, well, I could repeat from last week.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Because nothing's been said to me.
1: Uh, I forgot the question.
0: Mm, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? <laughs> God. Damn. Just saying, I haven't been invited on a date yet or anything. God,
1: whatever. Fine. To be
0: fair, you did say to me the other day, like, how, wh- what do you, what are, what caliber are we thinking for Valentine's Day? You well, said, don't spend money. Okay.
1: <laughs> Since I'm not going to do it because you told me not to spend money, do you want, you want to know what it was? Sure. Uh, I was going to get us, book us a cruise for this time next year. Oh. So. Yeah, I'm
0: glad you didn't do that.
1: Well, I thought it would be cool because <laughs> the baby would have been fine. You could have separated from the baby. You know, you would have felt good because you'd have your body back.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> we can always book a cruise later. I also am like real sketched out by cruises now. I feel like everybody gets sick on them, <laughs> like not COVID, but like other sickness. If you
1: have enough alcohol in your system, you can't get sick. It burns. O-
0: not true. Not, that is alcohol my science. Alcohol always makes me sick.
1: No, that, <laughs> that is my science. It burns away all the bacteria.
0: Yeah, no. I don't. I, I actually would be more interested to go on a cruise, but I wanted, wanted to go on a really nice ship.
1: Okay, so that was the thing. I had it shopped out till I found one that was built in 2019. It wasn't an old ship, mm. uh, And I, I was looking at different rooms. I mean, it wasn't going to be cheap. Yeah. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'd be down to cruise, I think. I, I wouldn't do it with our kids for a long time. <laughs>
1: I mean, think about this. If it was built in 2019, you know that shit didn't get used for like, that's the next true. 18 months.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. 2 years it wasn't really mm-hmm. being used. No, I mean I'd be I'd be interested in doing cruising. I think that's a good idea. But you know me, like I want to be involved in the planning part of things.
1: That's why that's why you ask me what are we doing for Valentine's Day? Do you, I mean, do you really want me to pick it? Is that what <laughs> you want me to do?
0: Okay, if it's something small like Valentine's Day, yeah, just tell me what we're doing. But if it's like a big trip, you know that I know travel better.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I do think we know that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It could go either way. Uh, Our our honeymoon, our room smelled like uh, poop the whole time. The whole
0: time we (laughs) thought each other were farting. This is like one of our favorite stories. And finally it was like, I don't know how many days into it, where one of us finally was like, are you farting? (laughs) And then the other person was like, no, are you farting? And we're like... It's not either of us. It just smells like shit in our room. It
1: does. The, awesome. There must have been a drain dropping, dripping on our HVAC or oh, something. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. And it
0: wasn't all the time. It was just like sometimes we'd be laying in bed too. That was the worst part. <laughs> that was really funny. God, romantic. Very God, to romantic. Be early married when that. Jesus. Times have changed. There For is, real, there is nothing sacred anymore. <laughs> right. Once, once you have kids, guys, <laughs> everything is out the window.
1: I walk on your, I walk in on you pooping at least once a day.
0: Uh, that's because I'm pregnant.
1: And we don't have a door on our bathroom. Yeah,
0: we need to probably get a door. Yeah. But it's better. You know, I actually was thinking about it. I was all sitting on the toilet yesterday. <laughs> 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 it was that we extended the wall, so you really can't see the person in the on the toilet as much
1: it's yeah no you have to be the right angle you have to
0: be like really looking
1: seeking it out hey what you doing in there
0: this really took a turn
1: okay so sorry guys uh guys next time we talk i will have made thanksgiving thanksgiving uh, (laughs) (laughs) um valentine's day plan i hope so (laughs) because
0: it'll be over by then Me. Monday is the 13th, I think. I think it's Tuesday. It's Monday or Tuesday. No, it is Tuesday because I have to go in for a doctor's appointment on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh,
1: I have a closing on Valentine's Day.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully I have a closing on Valentine's Day. That
1: or I have an earnest money check <laughs> in my hand. money you get an earnest money
0: check. Yeah. What yep. do? All right, guys. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys get some sellers. You make some money.
1: Do it. That's what we're here to do. Business. Dollar, dollar bills. Yo. Bye.